Why were tax collectors hated so much back then? What does it mean when the Bible says Jesus was a friend of sinners? Why did people always want to be around him? And more importantly, why did they change so radically after they met with him? The goal of this podcast is to help people know Jesus through the Bible. Today, we talk about the encounter Jesus has with Zacchaeus in the book of Luke chapter 19. Welcome to the Jesus Table Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Jesus Table Podcast. I am Elliot Reyna, and I get the honor of doing this podcast with Dr. Nick Venditti. And we have been talking about different encounters people had with Jesus throughout the New Testament. There's so many, we could never get to all of them, but I think. But, um, but Doc, why don't you go ahead and tell us which encounter we will be looking at today? Well, today we're going to look at uh, something, someone who is really, in his day, uh, despised by Jewish society, a tax collector. Can you imagine? I really don't know of of anyone that uh rejoices paying taxes so i would imagine in many cultures across the world uh we're not happy people when uh, we have to pay our taxes but anyway his name is zacchaeus and we're going to study his life not only study his life but also see the encounter he had with jesus so uh open up your bibles uh luke chapter 19 and uh, we'll see what we can come up with nice yeah i mean i don't like paying taxes for sure the, it's always annoying well, we process every year yeah we have to like i think it's just the right thing to do but uh, so annoying but that's one of the things i didn't like about growing <laughs> up <laughs> um you said zacchaeus i always heard it preached zacchaeus i guess it's kind of a weird name to pronounce no, you are right? right holy wait it is zacchaeus what did i say oh, zacchaeus? I said no. yeah zacchaeus no you're it's right zacchaeus. I think zacchaeus or zacchaeus i don't know <laughs> It's it's a weird name for sure. I'm I'm sure some Hebrew um, uh, speaking person would would correct us both. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, let's why call him Zach then. Zach, that's good. Our friend Zach. Yeah, that'll make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, well, what is um? So you let's start there, I guess. So you said he's a tax collector. I also read in yeah. the Bible that it says he was a chief tax collector. I don't know if there's a difference between yeah. tax collector and chief tax collector, but um, what did it? What did that mean in that time? So. I would imagine so. Well, first of all, uh, we know uh, we know from the New Testament also that Jesus had followers like Matthew, uh, who was also known as Levi, uh, was was a tax collector. So there's uh, it's curious to note about the tax collectors because first of all. When you look at the Old Testament, there were there was the temple tax, for example, that was to be paid, which is very logical uh, in the sense that the temple needed um, maintenance. You know, had to pay salaries to the different singers, etc., etc., etc. So there was a temple tax. But here, it's not talking about the religious or the temple tax. It's talking about a tax that was paid to Rome which is very, very, very different. It was, uh, if, if you think of living in the first century at Jesus' time in Jerusalem, the Romans were occupiers. Uh, they were foreigners, of course. And by this, the Jewish people, which would be very normal, it's sort of looking out and saying, hey, we have to pay all this money to the foreigners. So uh, what the Romans did was they would hire or have 
uh, different uh, people be their tax collectors. Of course, they would have their Roman tax collectors or Roman overseers who would see that, oversee that. But many of the Jews were conscripted, to say it, uh, in a certain way. They were conscripted, and uh, they became also tax collectors for the Romans. And this is the kind of tax collector that we see here. But not only that, it says it was a chief tax collector. So I would imagine in Jesus' day, many of the Jews even further despised them, you know, mm-hmm. even more. because. And it's curious because no, uh, note how Luke gives us this little detail and he puts in, he was rich. <laughs> so by saying that, you know... Uh, I'm assuming not only was he a tax collector, but uh, he made a lot of money out of that. And we know, um, we know from history that many of the tax collectors, let's say they had to pay Rome, uh, let's say $100,000, for example. But they wouldn't just uh, collect taxes just to pay the $100,000. They would collect more so that they would have their kickback or their, their, their mm. cut of the pie. To say so again, uh, we see somebody not only who was working with foreigners, but uh, collecting money from the nationals or the the Jews themselves, but giving it over to the oppressors or the Romans in that day. So I mean, it was not fun being a tax collector in Jesus' day. And of course, I I would imagine the Romans, uh, you know, of course they wanted the money, but they weren't very happy with the Jews either. Mm-hmm. So it, we, he was sort of living between both worlds. Yeah, it's kind of like that traitor curse, right? You're hated yeah. by the people you betrayed, and you're also hated by the other right. people because they despise you, the fact that you are a traitor, right? So, exactly. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. As the that's, saying says, he was caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, but I, he was rich, right? I guess that's, that, that, that's, well, the, that's that was his motive. But Yeah. Now, I guess taking this a little bit, deeper into like what we know about the old testament this must have been what you say right people were mad that they were basically you know having to pay foreigners and they were right they were exploited yeah and they were um these people were some of them corrupt we can maybe guess that our brother zach here was but also Mm -hmm. the fact that this was like their promised land this is something not just um normal like you know this is my country but this was something that god promised them and On the Romans it, were exactly. now like occupying it. So this was exactly. not, this wasn't only like, hey, you're betraying your people. This was almost, you're betraying God, you know, you're betraying the covenant yeah. that God gave us. Um, and do you think that p- played a part in it or? Well, it had, it had implications. Of course, it had religious implication, but it had political implications also, you know. Uh, the whole fact, and we've discussed this in other uh, podcasts, but you know, the whole role of a Messiah. And in the future, we probably will be doing a series on the Messiah, what all of that implied and meant. But when you look at it, the Messiah was seen by many to be a liberator. He was going to be like the guy that's going to kick all these guys out of here, and we're going to live all the promises that God had given us as a people and, you know, be happy ever after, that kind of uh, idea. And of course, uh, they weren't living that. They were not living that at all. And we'll be doing another podcast on on the role of uh, Pontius Pilate, you yeah. know, and I'm why they asked, 
why they asked, uh, you know, uh, Pilate to have a Jesus executed. I mean, it's, it's just a fascinating, fascinating time in the history of the people of God, of Israel, and the promises. And, uh, yeah. And what they expected. So from we have our friend yeah. here who's a tax collector. And not only that, but he wanted, it's curious because we don't exactly know why he wanted to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the text, you know, basically says he, he was sort of anxious to see Jesus. And he was short, so I guess he was like me. I'm five, 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 five and a half. So I can understand that. A lot of times I got lost in a crowd too. But uh, he wanted to see Jesus, so he climbs up the sycamore tree, and he sees Jesus. And instead of him addressing Jesus, it's worthy noting that uh, Jesus addresses him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus tells him, hey, tonight I want to eat in your house. I'm going to eat in your house. So, uh, you know, it, it, you know, the story keeps continued uh, telling us that he immediately came down and prepared everything. And, of course, you have rumblings. Mm-hmm. You have people commenting, you know, some people, oh, how can this be? You know, uh, he's going to go to the house of a tax collector. And that's what the text says. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's worthy noting that it's not only Jesus having an encounter uh, with Zacchaeus, but also Zacchaeus having an encounter, but the people, you know, the comments going out and saying, hey, you know, uh, this Jesus guy, he's going to have supper with this sinner. And of course, many people consider that to be uh, he uh, being unclean. So Jesus, on top of that, was uh, breaking, according to some of the people, the law of uh, having to do with uh, cleanliness and unclean things. So, I mean, there was a lot going on here in this mm-hmm. story. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So, uh, a couple of things there. You, you, why would, you, that's a great question, yes. Why would he want to go to Jesus? He must have been someone that was approachable, that people, even people who knew they were sinners, knew that yeah. they were rejected and hated by everyone, thought, he won't hate me. Everyone else hates yeah. me, but he won't. Like, maybe he won't, you know? Yeah, and, that's, that's and it could have thing. been also curiosity, you know, uh, yeah, when Herod, uh, you know, uh, when Jesus is before Herod, before he's executed, when Jesus is before Herod, it's, it's worthy noting also there that Herod was curious. He had heard, you know, mm-hmm. some people heard, you know, uh, or wondered, well, maybe Jesus is a musician. He's going to do a little trick for me, a sleight of hand, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Or, you know, uh, he's going to heal me. Or let me see if that's really true, all of all I've heard about Jesus. But there was obviously curiosity on his part. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That, that, could, have, that could be another reason. We don't know. We're speculating here, obviously. But um, yeah. But another thing. We're filling in the blanks, yeah, right? Yeah, just, just trying to figure out what it could be. But another thing is that Jesus calls him. And I wonder if it was on purpose that Jesus calls him in front of everyone, right? There's a bunch of people. And in yeah. front of everyone, he says, hey, Zach, I'll... I want to eat with you. He could have done that later on. He could have said it in private so that people wouldn't be be grumbling, like you said. But I almost wonder if he was almost trying to make a point by, you know, making it so public that he was going to eat with this tax collector who, you know, and if that was almost a lesson to people around him. You know, I I think you're on to something there, Elliot, uh, for a number of reasons, especially at the end of the story when uh, Jesus calls him a son of Abraham. I mean, you know, by Jesus doing that, he's identifying uh, 
uh, Zacchaeus as as one of the chosen people, you know. So Jesus uh, obviously had had a had his reasoning why he did all of this. And of course, it's curious to note at the end of this passage, it says that the Son of Man, of course, referring to Jesus, uh, came to seek the thing those that were lost. You know. So I think there's a lot, there's a lot that we can unpack. And we probably can do two or three episodes here, to be honest with you. And we're not this time, okay? <laughs> but uh, I think we can do two or three episodes on just the fact of what Jesus was really doing here, culturally, politically, uh, what he was doing to the spiritual uh, leaders of the day. Mm. Uh, because here you have somebody, even though he was a Jew, because obviously he knew the law. Uh, he knew the law because when he said, uh, it's, it's worthy noting also when he uh, says, you know, I will give up to four times. You know, the law required, there were times that the Torah required that uh, you give up to four times if you stole something, you know. And uh, you see that again here by him saying that. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot to this passage that I think we can read over very easily, very quickly, and sort of miss the importance. And Jesus was making a point. He was making a point. Not only a point as far as uh, uh, Zach, but also a point himself. The Son of Man came to seek that which was lost. Wonderful. Yeah. So he was talking about himself again, identifying, hey, guys, I'm the Messiah. I'm the one that you're waiting for, and I have come to seek those that are lost. And there's no boundary, let's say, there's no boundary or no wall in which uh, you can't cross over, hmm. you know. So I, I think this, this is a fascinating passage. Right. And Luke is really good, good at bringing all these things. He, it's the gospel. He brings a lot of uh, insight regarding women, you know, hmm. in chapter 8. He mentions that the women supported Jesus' ministry, and just all, uh, people on the margin, mm-hmm. you know. So Luke is very good at bringing all these details to us. Yeah. It's great. We've been seeing in the last episodes, a Samaritan, a woman, a leper. like, And now right. you're a tax collector, someone who, <clears throat> and I think we can do that today, you know. It's easy for us to think, well, they were just being judgmental. But we do the same right. thing today, even if it's not maybe t- towards tax collectors, right? But in the church... I remember being... Well, I don't know. Some people don't like the IRS. I'm only joking. (laughs) I'm not saying don't pay it. Maybe for some people that is a thing, but maybe someone else is... I don't know. Um, Hey, um, brother so-and-so, I saw him, you know, um, I don't know, smoking outside or this and that. And we don't know what their background is, what cards they were dealt. Uh, C.S. Lewis in his book, um, Mere Christianity, talks about that in the sense of us not judging other people because we don't know their, what they've been through and only God knows. And that's why God can be a just judge, you know, but it's exactly. easy for us to point fingers and we don't know what their background, we don't know if they're where they're at is progress, you know, and God's still not done with them. A lot of things. So um, I think there's a lot that we could see here of people quickly judging, but Jesus, the fact that Jesus did sit down with him led to his transformation, right? Which I guess I'm jumping ahead in the story, but um, and yeah, no, that's, no, that's no, part of it's, Jesus' it's invitation. True. And, and it's not only sitting down with him, Elliot. I think something that we, we can highlight is having a meal. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't just, uh, you know, uh, let, let's sit down together. 
you know, let's let's chat, let's have a coffee, let's say, for example. I'm just using that as it was it was much more. It was a meal, you know, and, and a meal uh, in biblical times and in many cultures today is a total acceptance of the person, and especially in Middle Eastern country countries today. Uh, I've I've traveled to Egypt and a number of other countries. Uh, being of Italian background, when you sit down with an Italian and uh, you have a meal, it's not just well. Here's a piece of chicken from uh, Colonel, you know, Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a full meal. You sit down. You have uh, you have antipasto for the Italian, you know, which is a little bit of cold cuts. You would have a soup. I mean, it's 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 almost a ritual. Let's put it like this. And I've experienced yeah. that in the Middle East also. So it wasn't just, you know, Jesus inviting them to a hamburger, you know. Let's uh-huh. do, have a quick uh, hamburger and let's get out of here. It was much more than that. Uh, like a whole afternoon kind of thing. And, and Well, yeah. Correct, me, yeah. yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Is there a law in the Old Testament? I know there's one, in the, not a law, but I know Paul says, do not even eat with this person when he's describing some sort of people who are call themselves believers right. but are living certain That's in Corinthians, is, correct. Yeah. Is there anything in the Old Testament that kind of said something similar, like do not eat with this person? Was it something in the law or no? Well, it's, it's, it's the whole thing of fellowship, you know, by sitting down. And that's why I love the, the, the title, really, to this podcast, The Jesus Table. You know, <laughs> because it's it's the whole idea of fellowship, of sitting down, of getting to know you, of uh, sharing mutual. For example, I remember a number of years ago with a Vietnamese family, a French Vietnamese family. My my wife and I had dinner with them, and uh, there would be a, a let's say a, a plate in the center, and everybody ate from that from that plate. But what was curious was sometimes they would take from their their plate, right? They would take from the big plate, put it on their plate, but then from there, share with others. So, I mean, intimate fellowship. It wasn't just, you know, this is my plate, you know, this, don't, don't you even look. Or eat. I mean, I just find that so fascinating, just so fascinating uh, what it means. So fellowship, uh, again, Jesus sitting at the table with... Uh, uh, with Zacchaeus here is much more than just having a meal. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, they took it seriously. That's yeah. That's, that's, that's and again, like that's like we said at the beginning, you know, he calls him a son of Abraham. You know, there's yeah, you're a son of the promise. Yeah, exactly. You, you haven't exactly. been cut out just because people say you right. are, are are a traitor. That's great. That's right. All right, and then it's it's just amazing, but you know. Jesus was just so countercultural. He just was. Yeah. I mean, there are times that he just, uh, I would imagine more than one uh, religious leader probably went, ah, you know, just go <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, how can this be? How can this be? But yet, um, as the passage says, he came to seek that which was lost. And that's what Jesus basically did. And he yeah. was pointing to himself there. Yeah. And someone who was ready, I think, to recognize that because... I mean, yeah. I know, who knows how long they talked? Who knows what they talked about? I would have loved to be a fly in exactly. the wall in that conversation and see how Jesus walked him through things, or I don't know. I don't know what happened. But right. it, and it, it ends with him giving up everything, basically. Like he says, uh, he says anything, um, half of my possessions I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. 
it's a weird number four. Exactly. I would expect three or seven, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> being a biblical number. Well, no, both of them, both of them come from the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. Uh, it okay. was it was a requirement if if. Uh, for example, if you stole from somebody, you would give up to four times what it was, uh, what you had okay. taken. So it was a requirement of the law. So again, okay. not only was he a son of Abraham, but uh, the implication of this passage is that he was even willing to follow the law according to what it said. So uh, it's just it's just really fascinating story. The implications of all of this. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, and. And then he, he associates that with salvation, you know, like Jesus says, salvation has come to his household. And it's so crazy to think, transformation, salvation, they obviously go hand in hand. Um, and, and we see that even in the New Testament. I wonder if Paul had this in mind when he wrote in Ephesians, yeah. I think I have it here, Ephesians 4. Um, he says, let him who stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, work with his hands the thing which exactly. is good, you know, like the thing you use, the hands that you used to use to steal, now let them use for good, you know, and he he restores four times, like you said, but not only that, but he gives half of his stuff away. Like he becomes someone generous out of seeing, yeah. I guess, Jesus's generosity with him. And that's, I mean, what what better well, testimony is that? Well, I think the word that, that we're, <laughs> what we're discussing here, Elliot, is transformation. If you have mm -hmm. a true encounter with Jesus, uh, part of it, you have to be transformed. You're not only like Zacchaeus, but just like so many others. I know you've had experience, uh, myself, personal experiences of being transformed, of God changing us from the inside out. And that's basically what this story is all about, that Jesus with open arms is well, willing and uh, ready to welcome anybody. But there is, there is something that has to be done on our behalf, if I may say. And that's to repent. And that's, uh, you know, even though uh, uh, we see Zacchaeus here doesn't say, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to the altar and I'm going to repent, mm -hmm. you know, and say this prayer, you know, and I'm not against that. Please don't hear that. I'm not saying against that, uh, the sinner's prayer. But that's basically what he did here, you know, by saying what he would restore, what he had stolen. He admitted what he had done before. And at the same time, he was willing to make restoration and transform his life, change his life. So, uh, yeah. I mean, there's just so much to this. And, you know, having an encounter with Jesus is just unbelievable. Not only in the Old Testament, but as we know, as, as followers of Jesus, we, we, uh, there's a lot for us to learn from Jesus in our encounter and constantly grow. That's good. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's the invitation, right? Jesus says, hey... I yep. want to eat with you. But Zach yep. could have been, no. He could have said no and run away. It's an invitation Jesus yeah. gives us. And like I love that what you said about repentance. Not, I think people have an idea of repentance of just feeling really bad about it. No, it's it's yeah. just a 180. And then it's, you continue on your own and you do what you want. You know? Right. Like that's not repentance. Yeah. Repentance is to turn from this to that, from serving the other gods in the Old Testament to serving God. And here in this case, from living for money and being rich to giving it away you know that's, that's good that's great very much so very much so yeah and like you you know it's curious that you note that and again we we already discussed that with luke you know saying that he was rich but that was most probably his god that's what mm -hmm. he lived for you know the position and he lived for you know having money etc cetera, etc cetera. and he was willing to just turn away from all of that 
you know, mm. because of his encounter with Jesus. That's good. Yeah. Yep. And makes me think of the rich young ruler who would not give up yep. everything. And he's kind of right. like the other, you know, what it could yep. look like. You be, you could be the rich young ruler that walks away sad, or you could be that's Zach right. that encounters Jesus. And that's very insightful forever. to say also. Yeah. Because it, it's curious because uh, the scripture there, when it comes to the rich young ruler, it, it does say, and he went away sad. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that Jesus wanted his money, you know, no. but Jesus knew that's what what was, I guess, the wall or the impediment uh, as far as uh, him having a relationship with Jesus and his yeah. encounter with Jesus. But he it's very true. Him. You're so right. Yeah, yep. I think he wanted to free him from the love of money, like First Timothy 6 says. And anyway, exactly. Very yeah. true. <laughs> very, very true. Well, I think we're pretty much up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so much. You're it right, is. Ellie. <laughs> I could talk about this all day. You know, I know you could. I know. <laughs> um, but all right, then. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to our fourth episode. It's going by quick. I look forward to the next one. We're going to continue to talk about a different encounter. Um, don't forget, if you want more contact, doctor, content, Dr. Nick has a YouTube page, Daily Treasure Ministries. Go check it out. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Table Podcast. We pray that these conversations are a blessing for anyone seeking to know who Jesus is and for those seeking to know him even more.